0: or a coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand, well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online. sidesign.net and hey if you're a parent or a grandparent they've got something for you as well as si design is the leading provider of custom sports prints they offer a variety of products including posters banners canvases and more all you have to do is upload your high quality studio or action shot and si design will create the memory for you for more information, all you have to do is go to their website, SIDesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in si design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at SIDesign.net, and tell Kyle that's sideline to sideline. Malakoff Tigers are looking for their state first state championship, but standing in the ways, the two-time defending Franklin Lions looking for their third. Will they get it? Let's talk about it. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett here on the SI Design and Printing, sideline to sideline, Class 3A, Division 1 Championship Preview slash Watch Party Show. As if you're watching this video, that means you're in the room live. After this will be me, possibly Matt Diggs, a couple coaches possibly joining me as we're going to be watching uh, this football game. And I think this is, an, and you hear me say this over and over when talking to Grant, when talking to Matt Diggs, when talking uh, you know, to, to the coaches, I think this is legitimately one of the more interesting, or if not, maybe the most interesting Game of the week. You've got Franklin looking to win their third straight state championship. Been here four years in a row. You've got Malakoff, who was here in 2018, lost in a just a great game uh, against Grandview. Been knocking on that door. Last year, Brock stopped them in the state semifinals. This year, Malakoff got past Brock. Here we are. It's going to be a great one. And so, how the show's going to work? If you haven't watched or listened to the other ones, uh, I'm just going to have a bevy of guests to, uh, for this show. Of course, Grant Goodwin, my co-host of Sideline to Sideline, will be joining me. Coach X will be joining me. Both head coaches will be joining me. Mark Fannin of Franklin, Coach Jamie Driscoll of Malakoff. It's an action-packed show, folks, and we do appreciate you tuning in. And again, if you're watching the video, you know that there's going to be a watch party for the game. Uh, if you're listening to the audio of this early this morning, and it's early, I am recording this right now at three 30 in the morning. That's when we've got so many of these shows from two A to four A, and you only got so many times to do it because I can't do it during the day. If I do it during the day, I can't be during the, doing the watch party. Cause we've got three games today. Of course we got Albany and Mark. Starting it off at eleven, Franklin and Malakoff at three, and then Gunner and Tidehaven finishing up at seven. And we're doing a watch party for each one of those. Uh, so I've had to, uh, you know, not sleep and, and get these done so that we can have them on time. Especially for the Mal, you know, Malakoff Yard, just going right down the road. But for Franklin, I know a lot of fans are leaving early this morning. I think the sendoff's like at eight in the morning or something like that. Uh, And and so for y'all traveling up, I wanted to make sure that we had the audio version of this for you so you can enjoy it while you're on the road. Safe travels to everybody. And also early Merry Christmas. You kind of almost, when your team's involved in this or you're doing this, you know, where you're covering state, you you kind of almost forget, oh yeah, Christmas is right down the road. Uh, As we're recording this right now, it's December 14th. But anyway. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, my co host Grant Goodwin joins me, and we're going to talk a little bit about the state championship weekend and also talk about, of course, this game Malakoff versus Franklin right here on Sideline to Sideline State Championship Preview brought to you by SI Design and Printing on L4 Media are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop looking to refresh your look looking to redo your brand well check out SI Design and Printing they're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student athlete experience boasting the brand and honoring your past they do that with banners, backlit signage locker graphics, window graphics fence mesh graphic designs and so much more if you need a refresh SI Design is going to help you do that check them out online siDesign.net. and hey if you're a parent or a grandparent they've got something for you as well as si design is the leading provider of custom sports prints they offer a variety of products including posters banners canvases and more all you have to do is upload your high quality studio or action shot and si design will create the memory for you for more information, all you have to do is go to their website, SIDesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SIDesign and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at SIDesign.net. And tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline on the sideline to sideline championship preview shows now joined by my host grant goodwin and before we break down all the games mr goodwin just tell me what are your thoughts on 2a through 4a this year the state championship games some people think it's going to be some great games others think they're going to be a lot of blowouts where do you fall on that
1: man there's some that could go either way you know there's going to be one or two that you kind of think maybe my out that are about and surprise you a lot. Like, like the a couple of years ago, you know, yeah. I could foresee uh, some games like that. Uh, what I really like is there's, it's refreshing. There's a lot of new faces, some newcomers to the games.
0: Yeah, that that's, I think been the thing that I've enjoyed much. And I, I've been doing these interview with coaches uh, and I've talked to Tide Haven and I've talked to Toller, two teams that haven't been there. Tide Haven in a long time, Toller and ever, <clears throat> And the thing that I've got from both of them is, yeah, this is exciting. Uh, yeah, this is awesome. But they also were like, I didn't realize how little of actual coaching I would get to do this week because of all the things that are around this game. And it's not even uh, Coach uh, Mullins from Toller was like, it's not even the interviews. It's the paperwork. It's the things like that, things you wouldn't think a coach would have to deal with on this week.
1: Yeah, especially if you're a man, you got to hope you have help.
0: Yeah, that's been the biggest thing. Is This is, uh, as Coach Mark Fannin said from Franklin, this is when you know how good your coordinators are, when you basically have to leave them in the coach's room and just assume uh, that they're going to be able to, to take care of things. One of the things that has been a big conversation, and it always is at this time of year, is the fact that it's in Dallas. And especially this year, because there are so many games where one opponent is sleeping in their bed the night before, and then the other opponent is traveling five, six, eight, nine hours, uh, either overnight or trying to get up early in the morning. I still contend that with kids, it's not that big of a deal.
1: No, you know, uh, sure. You'd hate to get thrown out of your routine, but yeah, as 15, 16, 17 year olds, how much is really a routine when, you know, they're in such good shape. Um, you know, they're, they're pretty broad eyed and bushy tailed uh, when they need to be. So they're not like you and I were, you know, they hurt. <laughs> Uh, sneezing or coughing or something. So I don't think it's a big of a deal idea. You know, is it the idea situation? Maybe not, but I don't think it matters that much. And everybody's going through the same stuff. You know, I know, yeah, some schools are closer to Arlington than others, but uh, let me tell you when they walk through uh, uh, that main entrance, when the bus pulls through and they go into the locker rooms, nothing else matters.
0: what is your favorite part of this week?
1: Um well, you know, it's really it it's I I love the games obviously, but it's the week of the few days leading up to the game, yeah. seeing all the uh the fanfare online through social media, through some of the chat channels, the message boards, seeing everybody go back and forth and it really kind of gets you fired up to say, you know, who's going to be coming, you know, eating crow on on you know Saturday or Friday or whatever you know, and that, that's just fun. And a lot of it's good nature ribbing uh, that I like seeing. But uh, and you know, I really like seeing those final seconds uh, kind of click off the clock, and a team getting its first uh, state championship ever. That's pretty darn cool too. And then being in the press conference room uh, when those first time winners are, are doing their press conference. That's pretty special as well.
0: Yeah, I I can remember a couple years ago when Franklin finally, you know, broke through and and they're winning that state championship and they were up enough that it started to kind of soak in in the fourth quarter. And I can remember they had a shot of fan and and fan. And I even talked about it to, to him about it today. And he was looking up at the scoreboard and you could kind of see in his mind he was starting to add up. Oh, wait. We're, we're about to win this. Like, there's no way now Gunner can complete this comeback. And just the the look on his face and just the, it, as he even said it, there was some of it was a relief, but just the finally winning one for a program that had been knocking on the door for so long.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you got to think if, if he gets it done this year, uh, this would be three in a row and it would be complete elation, probably mixed with a lot of relief. You know, uh, Franklin themselves had a lot of, a a lot of uh, pressure on them uh, with the big winning streak this year, you know, and and I guarantee you everybody in Franklin expects to be hoisting that uh, state championship trophy. So he, him, you know, coach Fannin and that staff and those kids have a lot on their shoulders, you know, so I think it'll be, you know, elation, but it'll also be a lot of uh, relief when the uh, clock hits uh, four zeros and they come out, if they come out the winner
0: of the week, three, a division one Malakoff, 15 and zero, Franklin, 14 and one. A- and I feel like, I, and I was saying this with Matt Diggs when we were recording our part of this, I, I, and I feel like I'm saying something bad and I'm really not, but Grant, after watching that Malakoff Brock game, I, I don't know. I I'm so confused about that game because honestly Brock felt like the better team Malakoff Took the turnovers, and that's what you're supposed to do. But now going into Franklin, I don't know if Malakoff is as good of a matchup against Franklin as maybe I thought two weeks ago.
1: Well, I, you know, I, I thought Malakoff was as good of a team as Brock. I think there was times where Brock uh, maybe looked like uh, they were the better football team. But as far as special teams and defense, I think Malakoff just took that game away from Brock. Uh, especially in the special teams, and you know you got to remember that's part of the ball game, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why we don't just put the ball down at the twenty-five. You know, we we kick, we punt, we return, uh, we block. I mean, and, and that that and uh, forced turnovers. These weren't just Brock just dropping the ball. Good point. I mean, These were forced turnovers that that just stout Malakoff defense forced you know uh i i think Malakoff. there was times that i thought you know early in the game brock got up by what 10 points uh and was kind of driving after that there was times when you thought maybe Malakoff's done but no man that defense just got up and they played harder and harder and uh then when you got mike jones at quarterback uh that guy's a threat from anywhere to beat you with his arms or his legs.
0: Well, and you saw it so many times in that game where on first and second down, Brock would just get pressure like crazy and 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 either sack him or force him out of something. And then on third and 12, he would get the, he'd get 15 yards. Like it was nothing yeah. now for Franklin, you know, we joked about it earlier in the year and it was all kind of, you know, funny, funny. Hey, they're throwing, but they're le- legitimately, Throwing threat now court Lowry last week when 11 of 13, it's now not just a, Oh, Hey, we're going to throw once a quarter just to keep you honest. I think it's with not Lowry, a novelty
1: anymore, right? Yeah,
0: Exactly. It's not a yeah. novelty anymore. And, and you know, he plays baseball and his accuracy is on point. And it's crazy how when you see Jaden Jackson all by himself with nobody around him for 30 yards, it's like, yeah, I know you have schemes and discipline. <laughs> and Can somebody not always have an eye on Jaden Jackson when he's running a route? But to me, that just makes Franklin that much more dangerous.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you another thing that makes Franklin so much more da- dangerous offensively is the emergence of uh, Devin Hedrago, uh, man the last board to six weeks. That kid's really stepped up, not just running the football out of the backfield, but also in special teams. You know, I saw him uh, return uh, have a couple of just killer punt returns against uh, Lorena that just kind of broke Lorena's back when Lorena thought they were going to maybe try to to, to uh, flip the field and Hidrago just ran the ball back over into plus territory. So uh, I think uh, uh, he's really one of the reasons that uh, Franklin... Uh, looks so much more scarier offensively over the last month than they have uh, at any other time. Now, their defense, you know, Malakoff, we, we talk about Mike Jones, uh, but Jerry and Hall, that running back is something special too. He had yeah. a pretty, pretty good game against a really good Brock defensive front,
0: and he was shaken up midway through that game.
1: Yeah, he was. And hopefully, he comes back. Uh, they'll need Jerry and Hall at full strength to beat Franklin. If he is, then uh, they, then game on on this one.
0: So give me your pick. Who do you think wins? Well, this has been the toughest one for me to pick.
1: Yeah, I've gone back and forth. Uh, both te- defenses are great. Both have tons of speed. Uh, Malakoff is really big up front on both sides of the ball. Were you not impressed to see how big they were, especially on the offensive line against Brock?
0: Yeah. And just not only the size of them, but then just how like athletic and how good they move. And then Daniel Norrell on the defensive line. I mean, that dude, you know, he's not as big as he plays, but that's a compliment because it just looks like it took. And we, and we know how great Brock's offensive line was this year. And at times they were literally chipping one guy and then rolling him into a double team. And he was still making the plays like the interception that basically sealed the game for Malakoff. Yeah. Uh,
1: all things being said, I'm going Franklin in this one. Um, I think, uh, you know, this game's going to come down to Malakoff's defense. I really do. I think Malakoff will be able to run uh, or move the football on Franklin. Um, but I think it all comes down to Malakoff's defense. Can they hang in there for four quarters like they did against Brock? You know, Brock's just as physical as Franklin is. Uh, uh, it just, you know, it, 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 at some point, you just, you, you feel like Franklin just uh, pulls you down, gives you the death roll, and then takes you underwater, you know. And I kind of feel like Franklin might do that, but this is going to be well into the fourth quarter. This is a one-possession game, I think. Uh, you know, somebody's going to make the big play. And whoever does that who had, doesn't turn the football over or have tons of unnecessary uh, – Penalties wins this game right now. I think it's Franklin in the close.
2: Football. It's something that is a Texas favorite. Often it's prioritized above so much in our culture here in Texas. Coach Jake Johnson. He's the head football coach for the Millsap Texas high school football team. He's actually quite an imposing figure. Run it, run it. But cancer didn't care. It didn't care that he was a big strong guy. It didn't care that he has a wife and kids. It didn't care that he was somebody's son. Cancer didn't care that he is a coach trying to help his football players become young men. Go, 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 go. Cancer didn't even care about his faith. When he received his diagnosis a little over a year ago, his wife and kids surrounded him in love and support. His parents immediately got in the car from Georgia and drove out to be with him and his family. His in-laws also came to help out around the house as well. Surrounded by help, love, and support, instead of fear and worry, Coach Johnson chose to move forward, walking in and relying on his faith.
3: I don't know how good of a job I did, but I can tell you this. It certainly allowed me to speak truth into them that their value is not in winning a football game.
4: parents mark and ronda rodriguez it's been amazing watching this little firecracker grow you always put your heart into everything you do and are amazing at everything you do you will continue to do great things and we can't wait to see you one last time out there cheering the franklin lions on go marissa
0: Terry Bennett back here on the Small Town Society State Championship Preview Show. Malakoff versus Franklin. I'm now joined by the head coach of the Franklin Lions, Coach Mark Fannin, and Coach. Well, first off, congratulations! Another state championship appearance. I, I mean, you're starting to make this look a little too easy, Coach.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we're we're definitely blessed uh, for this uh, for this opportunity again this uh, this year. Um, you know, straight contribution to these kids that that come out and uh and and go through the grind each and every year um and, and these coaches I got um I I've said it a thousand times I think it's a, I got the best coaching staff in the world um they they uh, they understand the process they're ate right up with it and um, that, that right there goes a long ways.
0: Well, and you and I were talking off the air and we were kind of joking about, you know, this is the week that as, a, as the head coach of the team, you're not getting to do as much as you might normally on a normal week because you're just getting pulled in so many different areas. And you specifically said, this is when you trust the coaches in the coaches room to know that they're going to be doing what they need to do. And you've talked about it so much with your staff. That's something you don't have to worry about at all.
3: Yeah, this week is very busy with the paperwork and you know, you got interviews and uh, you know, it just it just it's something that you really gotta put a lot of trust in your guys that they're gonna get the job done. And like I said, I I got one of the best staffs in the in the in the state. Uh I truly believe that. Um, and uh they, they do a good job getting ready to play, getting the kids ready to play and coming up with a great game game plan each and every week and this week uh is, is no different.
0: All right, you're taking on a Malakoff team that's kind of been like what y'all were until y'all finally broke through and got that state championship. They've always been right around the, the semifinals or the state championship, but they haven't quite got that win yet. When you look at the film, what are your thoughts on them?
3: Yes, they're very, uh, very athletic, uh, big, physical. Uh, their quarterback play from uh, Mike Jones is, is, is really good. Um, he's, he's a great ball player. And he's surrounded by some great athletes. Um, uh, you know, they're, they're, Coach Driscoll has done a great job with those guys, um, getting them ready to play each and every year. They're, you can tell they're, they're, very, they're coached very well. Um, they play with very high effort each and every Friday night. Um, and they're, they're there for a reason. So, um, it's going to be a great game and we're looking forward to it.
0: I mean, in a lot of ways, when you look at your two teams, maybe not style wise, but just how y'all go about doing things, y'all kind of mirror each other.
3: We do. Um, you know, we, we're, we're very similar, you know, they like to run the football and, um, you know, obviously we like to run the football as well. So it's going to be, it's it, you know, it's going to be a physical game and, the the more physical football team, I think uh, that makes the less mis- the least amount of mistakes will will come out with a win.
0: Yeah, you and I have joked through the, the this season y'all throwing the ball more, but you know it's become not just a joke or a, a once in a while. It's become a legitimate weapon. And, and to me, Court Lowry is just as the year has gone on and on, his accuracy is just amazing.
3: He's he's come such a long ways, and I couldn't be more proud of him of how he's grown into uh, the role that he is for this team, Um, not only a player, but the leadership he brings to this team Um, each and every week, it just gets better and better. Um, He's, he's done an outstanding job. I think, uh, I don't know, but he threw, we threw the ball 13 times against Edna. Um, It could very well easily be a school record, Um, (laughs) you know? So uh, it, it, he did a really, he had a really good game and it's all, it's always nice when um, you can have that, in your back pocket when you're running the the type offense we do um you got a guy that with court that i i trust with the ball in his hands um he's making really good decisions right now uh and his accuracy is, is is really good and we got some receivers that 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 can go catch the football and some athletes that can go catch the football so that that alone um adding to our running game just this helps us out tremendously and it's been a it's been the big advantage uh, for us this year.
0: One other player I wanted to bring up, and, and it's a guy in Braden Smith who has been there all year, but I was re-watching some of the Lorena game, and, and Braden Smith blocking, it, it just continues to amaze me what he does at the point of attack for your offense.
3: Braden Smith is uh, one of the toughest, meanest guys I've ever coached. <laughs> um, he's definitely, a, he's a football playing machine um, he's eaten up with it he loves every second um very very relentless um and just just a great guy to have on your side especially you know when you're trying to run the ball behind him um he's 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 kind of changed the way our mentality or our mindset as as a whole on the offensive line um the style of football he plays and all these other guys uh, uh, you know that are that are presiding you know they try to match that mentality and and when you can get a group of guys like that on the offensive line that are playing relentless, and, and, and they're mean, they're tough, they're finishing blocks, um, that that right there alone is going to win you some football games. And I, I couldn't be more proud of Braden. Um, you know, we lost him last year mm-hmm. in week four um, due to, to a knee injury, and um, he he missed the the remainder of the season. He he you know he had his surgery, he rehabbed well. And um, you know, I couldn't be more happy to get back to this game uh, for him, so he's able to participate and uh, and and do his thing.
0: Are you a coach that has a big speech planned for, for for Thursday, or at this point, these guys just know what they need to do?
3: Yeah, I'm not a big I'm not a big guy that gets a big long speech ready. Um, you know, these kids right now they they know what to expect and they know how to play. Um, they expect to win, um, and when you get that, you know, you don't have to – there's not much motivation to give give these guys. These seniors um, on this team have uh, played in a lot of football games. Um, you know, some of them, like there's five of them that played for me as a freshman, and this will be their 63rd football game wow. in their high school career. So, um, you know, that alone goes – and that that experience alone goes a long ways. And, you know, it couldn't be – you know, they they finish each of their high school career at the at the biggest stage of a high school player. You know, playing at at t Stadium, having the chance to win a state championship, and um, they they've earned that right. Um, their work ethic, um, their style of play, and their their buy-in to what we do here in Franklin is 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 pretty special, it's been pretty special to watch. Um, and and it's and that's the whole team. Um, but. It, it's it's something that um we're looking forward to and uh so they can go out and and see what happens on their last high school football game.
0: Are you a Franklin Lion fan looking for some game day gear? Well, then check out shop smalltownsociety.com where Small Town Society has the Franklin football gear you want. Also, you can check them out in Franklin at the Messiness Studio. That's located at 204 Alley Street right there in Franklin. They not only have game day gear, they have holiday gear right now. And, hey, you've got all those Christmas parties coming up after you're celebrating that franklin state championship they have sweaters they have t-shirts all of it looks cool they have the santa babies they have christmas trees they have inspirational they also have celebration of the state of texas like i told you man they have it all at small town society right now if you're online use that discount code free shipping in the promo code and guess what you get That's right. You get free shipping on all retail orders. Again, find them online at shopsmalltownsociety.com. Find them in Franklin at the Messiness Studio and Event Venue. And we do appreciate them being the sponsor of not only the Franklin Football Show, but also our state show, Sideline to Sideline, this year. This part of the Sideline to Sideline State Championship Preview Show is being brought to you by Montana Ridge Outfitters. This is the perfect gift. We're about 10 days away from Christmas, and this is the perfect gift if you have a hunter, a fisher, an outdoorsman in or woman in your life and you need a gift idea this late this is the perfect one you love hunting and the outdoors and so do we and that's why we've created a way for you to enjoy it every month with montana ridge outfitters shirt of the month club subscribers get a new shirt with one of the top hunting ranches guide services or dealers from the united states and around the world with this shirt style of your choice members receive a 5 by 7 color card that has pictures information related to each month's subjects. In addition, our website features previous month's shirts as well as MRO merchandise. Go to montanaridgegear.com and select a 3-, 6-, or 12-month subscription and begin receiving your packages in the mail the following month. Now, as a member, you will not know what month's subject will be until you receive it in the mail. Thank you for being one of us, and we look forward to supplying you with next month's shirt. Again, that's montanaridgegear.com. Terry Bennett back here on the Malakoff versus Franklin preview show. I now have the pleasure to be joined by the head coach of the Tigers coach, Jamie Driscoll and coach. First off, congratulations back into the state championship. What are your overall thoughts?
5: Man, it's been a great year and a fun ride. You know, it's, uh, we got a really great group of, group of kids and just fun to be around and, uh, man, they put the work in and, and, uh, you know, they, they set themselves a goal and, Unfortunately, we we've, we've hit that goal. So uh, you know it's it's uh, it's been a fun it's been a fun season. Hopefully, we can end it on, on a fun night.
0: Last week, you beat Brock in just one of the absolute best playoff games of the year, thirty eight to thirty one. You avenged that loss from last year. It was an odd game because I mean y- y'all did everything that you needed in each facet of the of game, offense, defense, special team with turnovers. J- just one of the best games of the playoffs.
5: And it, it was a strange game because it was a, it was a major defensive battle and the, the score don't show that, you know, uh, their defense was un, unreal. I mean, unbelievable, really, really good. And then their offense, what the things they do, they are really, really good. They got great players and, and their O-line, <clears throat> I'm sorry, the O-line and B-line are, are really, really just uh, really, really dominant up front. And uh, our kids just kind of, you know, they called some turnovers and made some big plays defensively, kind of got us going, and then we made a few plays on offense. And and uh, we just kind of kept battling, showed a lot of grit. And, uh, you know, we still had to figure out how we, how we beat Brock, but we, we did. And and uh, uh, hats off to, you know, Coach Mathis and, and their kids because they, they're a really, really good program, really good team.
0: You know, Malakoff, y'all have been knocking on this door for a long time. You made the state championship a few years ago, losing to Grandview. What is it about this team that has got you to the state championship?
5: Man, I, I've been asked this, and I've, I've thought about this a bunch. Um, I, we've had great leadership um, this year. We've Chauncey Hogg and, and, and uh, Mikey Jones and Doc Rinberg and some of those guys—they've been really, really good leaders. I'm not saying we didn't have leadership in the past, but these guys have really gone above and beyond as far as stepping up being leaders. They're not afraid to be the bad guy at times, and and just they kind of they kind of coach coach the guys on on uh, you know on the field when we're not around kind of thing. And so I, that may be a, a big difference. Um, we've got you know a lot of high character kids just that just work really hard, and we got a lot of talent and. And uh it's just been uh it's been one of those things that's kinda came together uh well. I I, I have to, I will say we haven't been very fortunate on injuries. I mean we've we've been yeah. really beat up and lost some kids this year injury wise and, and uh but uh we've had kids step up and and play, uh, play in that role. And, and it's been really good.
0: Well, you brought up the fact that being a leader on the practice field, but it's, it's also being a leader in the classroom, being a leader in the locker room, being a leader outside, you know, at the, at the local hangouts, holding each other accountable.
5: They hold each other accountable. Um, you know, of course, I, I'm not around on the weekends, and, and, and probably don't want to be. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they really do around here, and, and uh, like you said, in the classroom and, and things like that. I, I think that they're a tightly knit group. They hang out together a bunch on the weekends, and, and uh, um, you know, I think that kind of carries over whenever we're not, when the coaches are not around. So, you know, all that kind of runs together, and, and uh, they, they know, you know, our, our kids know who to look forward and look to when, when uh, those times come your
0: playoff run this year you've seen a, a lot of different things the passing game of winsboro the, the total game of Grandview but you're playing a team in state and Franklin uh, they don't do or they do what a lot of teams don't do and that's that offense and that ground and pound
5: when you look right. at the
0: film what are your thoughts on the Lions
5: well obviously they're very very good at what they do I mean, coach Fannin, he, man coach fan and then he's came in there and done you know an exceptional job with that with his program and those kids obviously believe in what they're doing. And so, you know, we haven't seen a really good, you know, the slot T lately. It's been it's been a few seasons. Now we've seen some, but they weren't obviously uh great teams. And so, um it's gonna be a challenge for us. Um Coach Watkins is the defensive coordinator is, is uh and, and his guys that came up with a with a great game plan. Our kids hopefully will fly around and, and uh and try to stop those guys. But uh you know their their running backs are really, really good. Their O line gets after you. And, uh, you know, they're, they're like, that's what I mean by they're, they're really, really good at what they do.
0: And then they're, they're throwing the ball the last few games. And that's something we haven't seen from Franklin.
5: I think, I, you know, I don't know this, but, um, they had, they had the other back that went to Bader this past, you know, last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously he, he was a force. And so they have, they have the, the Jackson kid. I think that's his name. Number one. Uh, he, uh, obviously is an exceptional player and number eight. And, um, and so I think it's made them be a little more diverse and just having to mix it up a little bit, I think, and and that makes them better. I think they're, 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 we didn't see them last year other than on TV. And, and, uh, but uh, you know, from what we hear, they're, they're as good or better than they were last year. And, and uh, they've just kind of become a little more, um, diverse as far as offensively and, and, and have more weapons, if you will. And uh, yeah, they've thrown a little, a little bit more obviously than they did last year for sure. they got a good little quarterback that runs the show there. And, and, uh, and uh, again, they're really good at what they do.
0: Offensively, what do y'all have to do against their defense?
5: Well, we gotta, we gotta execute when we get the ball, you know, and, and we gotta, we gotta hit our plays when, when, uh, when it's time to hit them, whether it be the run game or the pass game. Um, uh, their defense, the man, they play really hard. They're really good at stopping the interior uh, run, and um, you know they, it kind of goes from hand in hand with their offense. They're, they're, you know, they're not real fancy. They just get after it and, and, and play and, and do what they do well. And so, um, you know, their offense a lot of times is, is, is you know their best defense at times because it just keeps your offense off the field. And so all got to go hand in hand. We gotta get, we gotta try to get the ball in our hands, some. and and then when we get it in our hands, we gotta execute. We can't turn it over for sure. Exactly. They've got a lot of turnover, but we can't, we can't turn it over.
0: And you and I were talking about this off the, the, the air before we started. This is a weird week. This is not like any week that's going to be normal for you as a head coach. Right. Going through it once, are you a better acclimated to it now?
5: You know, we want to think we are. and it's it's even changed since 2018. All the extra stuff you have to do as far as the AT and T and UIL and all that stuff. It, there's more now than than in, it was in 2018. The one thing that may help us a little bit is we had to do this last week, playing at the star on mm-hmm. Thursday, and so you know we we can kind of do it back to back weeks. I mean, these kids here were you know in junior high whenever we played in 18, and so um, it's um, it, it helps maybe helps us coaching wise a little bit, but you know, we've got to put all that aside. The bottom line is, and and you can talk about AT&T and Cowboy stadium and state championship and all this is, is when we go get on the field, it's, it's a hundred yard field, just like we have here. And, uh, and it's going to be a football, football game played, whether there's, you know, 10,000 people there, or 10 people there. It's a football game. It's gotta be played. And, uh, and we're playing against a good team and, and hopefully Franklin's playing against a good team. And, and uh, we're going to get after each other. And, and all, the, all the lights and all the glitter and stuff is fun. But, again, it's again. new
0: Is your demanding work, lifestyle, in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style.
4: Hey, Franklin fans, a big shout out to Rod's Designs of Franklin, Texas. Contact Rod's Designs for all of your custom Franklin apparel and spirit gear. At Rod's Designs, all of our items are made locally in downtown Franklin, Texas. When you order from Rod's Designs, you're supporting local small businesses. Contact Rod's Designs at 979-557-2420. Go Lions!
0: Terry Bennett back here on the state championship preview shows. I am now joined for our yearly state of the union address by the man, the myth, the legend, Coach X. Yes, we keep trying to tell people you're a real person, Coach X. How you doing, buddy?
4: Well, I think you ruined the real person with me when you when you found out your computer had a voice changer. So <laughs> that was great, dude. I, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah I, i'm still mad that grant gets to sound like evil and y'all made me sound like a eunuch in a harem okay on one time that
0: i meant to be on there so here's the, i've got to pull back and tell people what happened on that i mean i knew i'd had him i just had never told grant didn't really think about it you know having a spot for him and stuff and one of the nights we were recording in fact that's the first night that the playoff tree showed up i just accidentally hit the button as i was moving my hand to to move you know to To switch a file and everything and and so for like five seconds he starts talking like that and that created we realized playoff tree and then i let him pick your voice and you know i I thought he was going to be nice and he picked the weirdest voice for you so you sound like a, a a little person who might you know offer candy to kids in the van while playoff tree which should be you would think happy and you know joyous sounds like he's about to eat our souls
4: I don't think there's a lot of little people that offer candy to people to kids in vans because I don't think they would be the scariest. Like, if a little person <laughs> like was like, "Hey, kid, you want some candy?" I mean, like, they could easily probably just push that guy down and run away. Like, if the guy and the, the logistics of a little person getting a kid into a van. I mean, I guess it would depend on the age of him, but like, I I, I think a little person would be a good abductor because I don't think kids would be afraid of them. That's as a good much point. As like a regular person.
0: Hey, it's the coach oh, X. it's uh, the Coach like, X GI Joe. Uh, now you know moment as you're helping kids not be kidnapped by go. little
4: people, whether they're big or small. <laughs> run away,
0: no matter what. <laughs> And the sad thing is, it's not like we planned any of that conversation. That's what happens when, you know, you, we always joke on the air, like we're, we're all fighting. But you said it best one day, uh, our text threads between me, you and, and Grant, we can go silent for four months and then we'll just get a random like, hey, have you ever thought about putting a pineapple <laughs> up somebody's butt? What would happen? And, and And we'll go for two days on that. And then we won't talk again for four or five months. <laughs> I, that, I think that was a
4: side conversation you and Grant had I don't remember that that one well you're the one sent the pictures
0: you in playoff tree
4: no, I don't think so playoff tree playoff tree scared me dude like that was that was really like like that was that was a biblical voice it really like is a, in a bad biblical. Oh, it was it was it was bad like the, if I asked any kid to say hey like like in my class like hey what do you think the devil sounds like I'm pretty sure they would get close to Grant and then the playoff tree. Or Grant as the playoff tree, not just Grant. But oh. Grant is the playoff tree. I'm sorry I ruined that illusion for everybody. Well, I, I, no, I was
0: about to say so the funniest thing about that was is you can tell Grant forgets that we're doing on video because this whole time he was doing the, the tree and, and he said something <laughs> after the second show was like, You think they know it was me? And I'm like, well, maybe not the auto, audio <laughs> listeners, maybe not. But he goes, well, why do you think the others? I'm like, well, Grant, you're talking on the mic. And, and he was like, I got to stop drinking so much during the shows. <laughs> he <had> totally <laughs> forgot about that, man. He really, legitimately just forgot that the camera had him there the whole time. But anyway, let's talk some uh, state football. What is your overall thoughts on 2A through 4A football? Uh, the games this uh, week Matt Diggs and I were talking we did his Segment and he kind of feels like there's Going to be a, you know a bunch of Blowouts do you feel that way uh, I'm taking the exact
4: opposite Of Matt of, of, of Mike Duggs. I can promise you <laughs> that but That guy knows nothing of what he Speaks like I'm, I heard the other Day I heard he was going to get a henna tattoo That said forever on it like that's how stupid That guy is so, um,
0: <laughs> That took me a minute I like that Well played sir
4: <laughs> uh, but uh, I think I mean I we say this kind of every year like the games that I think are going to be really close end up being one-sided mm-hmm. and the games that I'm like oh man these guys will whip them end up being you know where it's like one possession games uh, like I remember last year I thought I thought Wimberley and Carthage would be You know, I, I knew Carthage would win yeah but I thought it would be like a 14 you know point game yeah. and maybe you know Carthage scores with you know Late in the fourth quarter to go up fourteen or maybe twenty one points something like that, and then Carthage just throttled them. Like I mean, the game was like forty two to nothing or forty two to seven or something like that, and I was like, "Wow, this was a big letdown." And then who was it? Bernie was up last year, and then China Spring came back and won. Yep, that was you know, that was a good game, and I saw and I kind of thought China Spring would would control that, you know, pretty much the whole game. So. The the one thing I've learned from doing this show and then just watching ESPN is nobody knows. <laughs> like, everybody thinks that they know, but but nobody knows. I mean, you're you know Grant says that y'all said. I mean, you're dealing with high school kids. I mean, you, you never know. I was gonna kid that was fine at practice yesterday. His girlfriend broke up with him now, and now he's mad and he doesn't want to play. And, he's out there pouting around and then his attitude rubs off on some other kid. Mm-hmm. Somebody's worried about, him you know, or it's just, you never know. And I chose to make that my life, which shows <laughs> how stupid eye. You know, but, you know, but I think there's a, I think there's some really good games, especially in the, I think the best game potentially is the, is the Malakoff Franklin game. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that one. Um, and then I think the uh, what's the 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 four A D two game is Gilmer and Gilmer and, and, and I think that's gonna be a good one too. So the other ones, I, I guess I do kind of agree with with uh, that other guy um, uh, that they, I think they have potential to really get out of hand, but who knows? Again, like I said, nobody knows. We don't know. I don't know. I pretend that I know, but I really don't know. Even though I did go like like I said twenty nine and three that one week of the playoffs.
0: <laughs> and then, you're gonna you're you so I knew I, knew I knew
4: twenty more times or twenty nine times out of thirty two. So that was pretty good.
0: Yeah, and, and in a year this year where there was it seemed like from about week two on, there seemed to be three upsets per round in the from two a to four. Yeah, you actually did pretty good. Now, let me ask you to somebody. Uh, you know, we always joke about, but you have been at this game. Uh, you have won at this game. Uh, I've been talking to coaches for the state championship preview shows, and of course, talking to like Mark Fan in a Franklin. It's old hat now. I mean, he's as a head coach, he's never not played in a state championship game. But talking to a couple of the other coaches, that this is their first time playing as a head coach at this level and a couple of them this is their first time period the biggest thing they've told me is they're shocked at how little of football they're actually getting to do this week because of everything else the interviews the paperwork the uil all that kind of stuff when you've been here have you seen it that same way
4: oh yeah it's you know, you're doing interviews with, I mean, it's really cool. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you're doing interviews with like Craig way and stuff like that. Uh, and then, but all the additional stuff and travel and getting. you know, we, you know, we had to take charter buses and you had to get that all lined up. And who gets the charter bus, the football players, the cheerleaders the and everybody that comes back to you and the band wants a charter bus. And, and we're like, the football coaches Let the band, get the band of charter bus. And, and then you know fan bus, all that stuff, and then yeah, you got interview, and you got to get them a two deep roster, and you got to get them a, you know, they the, the last year we went, I started making it a phonetic roster because I mispronounced a bunch of our kids' names, so I, I started I made up an old phonetic roster, and then a, a two deep roster, and then a special teams roster, and I was like, man, we. Special teams roster, dude. We're just grabbing kids and throwing them out there. And sometimes, it, you know, you get in the lower levels of football. Sometimes kids dying on the sideline. You just, like you go run down the kickoff. You're yeah. you're L four go, and but uh, so you got to deal with all that. And then the, the the crazy thing was, if you're the those middle games, like I, I, whoever's doing the TV now, valleys or whatever. But it was like, all right, you get thirty minutes to warm up that's what you get, you know, and you usually, you know, at a regular football game, like if the game starts at seven, seven you know, you get there at, you know, five and you, you know, you do the kids walk around the field and you, know, you start getting taped and you have your, you have your meetings and then you, you know, you go do this, and you run through your pregame and you do this you do that, and then you go back in the locker room and then, you know, maybe meet with the quarterback or the linebacker or something again. And then you, uh, you know, Get the last little, you know. Head coach goes in there and, you know, we're gonna beat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's go out and roll. And that's like a two-hour thing. And sometimes some coaches, it's a two-and-a-half-hour thing. And they're like, nope, you get 30 minutes, guy. You know, you can't get in a locker room until this time, and you can't do that. And so, man, I remember the year we went, or first time I went, we were, you know, doing like high knees and stuff in the parking lot underneath the stadium, you know, and getting warmed up and tried to save some time there. And but, I remember. Wednesday before we left we went through our crash course pregame routine just so the kids would have some type of idea of what we were doing and why we were doing it so we could save and be more efficient and so and then you have to figure out how to win the state championship <laughs> between all that and everything too and and you know, and I I you know when we played there was four games on Thursday. Yep. And the the one uh and so, I mean, then they're trying to smash four games in on a Thursday. and But then there's really not a great way to do it. I mean, the the, the TV exposure and the way that how the kids get it done is, is great for the kids. And there's not a perfect way to do it. You have to play four games on Thursday or what they're doing now, which I think is better. But then those guys that are playing on Wednesday, that 2A team, you know, that goes back and forth. Like, really, you only get two days to practice for the state championship game. And you know, that could be rough too and if you're coming from far away yeah you might not get that much like I looked uh I looked and saw you know Toller's playing and you know Toller's not very far from AT&T and Timpson's you know it's a day's drive but you know I remember that one year and I was I saw the Canadian guy talking like they were playing at 10 o'clock in the morning on Thursday well they're eight hours away from AT&T Stadium and he was like yeah we'd you know, we practiced Monday and Tuesday. We got up early and drove to Wichita Falls Wednesday and stopped and had practice there and then had dinner and then stayed in the hotel room and then had to get up. I was like, gosh almighty, I'm glad I didn't have to do that.
0: Well, but, you bring up a good point because that is, that is something that this year – uh, because of the matchups, it, it, people are starting to, to do the whole, well, why is this not being rotated more? Because when you look, you know, and we're not covering the, the higher classes, but, you know, North Shore's used to it, but you've got Duncanville, DFW versus Houston. DeSoto, DFW versus uh, Summer Creek, which is Humble, which is Houston. Uh, Alito versus uh, 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 Smithson Valley, which is basically San- north of San Antonio. Uh, South Oak Cliff versus PNG, Port Natchez Grove. Anna versus Chapel Hill. All of those, one team is sleeping in their beds on the night before the game, and the other team, if they're going to come up the, the day of, they're going to have to get up really, really early to do it.
4: Yeah, well, to the people that I say are crying about that, build a better stadium yep. in Houston Center San Antonio because y'all can say that NRG and the Alamo Dome and all that stuff is as nice as AT&T Stadium, and I'd say you're a liar, sir. I mean, that's the nicest stadium in the state. I mean, that's just bottom line. It is. And that's where it should be. I mean, that that's a billion dollar facility and, and I've played in all three of them and it's by far, I mean, it's and, five to 10 times faster than the other two.
0: And people don't understand when we say this, you, you can say what you want about Jerry Jones as a cowboy general manager and some of his other stuff, but his people that he hires knows how to handle everybody to do it with nicety, with class. I mean, I was at the last one that was at Houston, and, and the games were perfectly fine, and the people were perfectly nice, but they didn't go that, that extra step. I mean, it's, it's such a big thing that when the security guard uh, that was up at at Stadium and Texas Stadium back in the day Passes away, it literally created a ripple through the state because that's the type of relationships those people that work for the Dallas Cowboys do for the coaches, for the media, for the fans, for everybody. And as great as the stadium is to me, it's the it's how they treat everybody. That's the biggest part.
4: Oh, by far. Like I, I remember telling somebody, the difference between the other two stadiums and AT and T Stadium was AT and T Stadium was like you are a guest in our house and we're mm-hmm. going to make sure that you feel welcomed and you feel like a guest, like you're a house guest and we want you to stay as long as you want at the other stadiums. It was like, we're doing you a favor. Yep. So you better appreciate it. And like, I heard one year, like, they, uh, I'm not going to say the stadiums cause I don't want yeah, do to, yeah. but our game went long and they wouldn't let, uh, the, Meal for the kids coming in, they were like, Nope, it's too late. Can't, we don't take deliveries anymore. And so they just threw $600 worth of food away because wow. they wouldn't let them go because their game was late. And they're like, Nope, gates locked after this time. We we don't open it up anymore. And so yes. our kid, we got done. We, we, you know, get done with the state championship game. And our kids were like, oh, Coach, what are we getting to eat? And uh, we're like, Oh, it should be Sonic around here somewhere. And they're like, Oh, no, they wouldn't let them in. What do you mean, wouldn't let them in? Like, we, and then not only that, didn't tell us that's what it was our head coach called the Sonic and they were like, oh, they wouldn't, they didn't let us in. They said the gate was locked and they wouldn't open it. They wouldn't let anybody in. And, uh, so our kids, uh, played in the state championship game where it was like, all right, we'll get on the bus. And we stopped, luckily we had a really good superintendent. We stopped at a, uh, convenience stores that was the only thing that was open on the drive back and he's like y'all just get whatever you want and so yeah they got chips and peanuts and candy bars on the ride home that
0: oh man that's great you have state championship kids who are also sugared up
4: on. <laughs> oh yeah yeah for sure yeah uh, luckily i was in the van
0: all right i think this is going to be maybe the best game of the state championship weekend and i truly truly believe that Malakoff 15-0 franklin 14-1 and uh, the battle of one team that finally a few years ago broke through and got that state championship. And now they're, they're a mainstay. And then Malakoff, a team that got to the state championship game five years ago, got beat and had yet to finally climb that mountain. Uh, this is going to be an interesting game coach.
4: Yeah. I think this is like you said, I, I agree with you hundred percent. This was the best game of the weekend, or at least on paper, it's the yeah. best game of the weekend. But Frankel might show up and just blow the doors off like they did to to uh, Edna, but uh, I, I don't see it happening that way. Malakoff, crazy talented, and I saw some film on them, some highlights on them. They are massive, like that. and I, 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 At three A Division one level, they are huge. And I'm not just talking about up front. Even their their skill guys are huge. Like when I was watching them, I actually watched them on my my television set uh, against Brock, I plugged it in, so I knew what I was talking about. Terrence, you felt for my ruse, but the uh, the the defensive end for Malakoff is a monster of a man. Like the kid that uh, he caught, I think he caught a touchdown. He's number ten or something like that. Yeah, he's six foot five, two hundred and thirty five pounds. Man, yeah, that's common at the three level. I was like, come on, and he's not even the biggest guy on the line.
0: No.
2: Nope. I was like,
4: good, good gosh, am mighty. And then they're running back. They're just listing off like, oh, 6'1", ninety's, you know, six foot one eighty five. The quarterback is, is is big dude too, but Franklin is really really physical uh Malakoff's really really physical from what i've seen um the franklin kids have been there like like we've talked about and they're they're trying to get what their third state championship in four straight years which is pretty amazing considering if you're a freshman at franklin high school you've never not been at the state championship game exactly right which is which is pretty remarkable um and Malakoff is you know, I picked Malikoff last year to to go and to beat Brock, and then Brock had a great game against Malikoff. And then they had a great game against Franklin. And Malikoff had a great game against Brock. I expect them to have a really great game against against Franklin. Um, and Franklin's going to do what they do and just run the ball down your throat. And then, and then when you're not expecting it, it hits you on that little bootleg and that little play-action pass, and the tight end's going to be wide open. Uh, both teams are extremely well-coached. Uh, I I'm, i I really this is the toss up to me. I've been saying Malakoff is my pick to win state since like I don't know August or something. Yep, <laughs> and so I'll I'll stick I'll stick with that and go Malakoff, But you know I uh, do not be surprised at all if, if Franklin won this game. But I, I said that a long time ago, or said that a few months ago. So I'll ride that wave all the way out. I'm not a flip flopper like Grant <laughs> who would say, oh well, never mind. Never, 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 never. Hey, but I did know. You know what? You know what I think is funny is yeah. when you say like you, this is your tagline. This should be your catchphrase, or it is your catchphrase? I'm not surprised that they beat him. It's how bad they beat him, and no. I really like how you get down low and that's like like you're you're like that that guy like uh, uh the the guy that used to do the NBC shows like you know when NBC TV shows would come on and it would be like you know from seven until nine o'clock would be sitcoms and then at nine o'clock you know LA Law would come on or uh, the some other nighttime drama show or Law and Order would come on and it would be like, you know, you'd be watching the TV and be like, tonight on Night Court, Harry does this blah, blah, blah. Then uh, followed by yeah. Law. <laughs> that's you. It's like
0: I'm not surprised how they him, but it's
4: how bad they beat him. <laughs> Like you go down
0: into that and you're
5: like, uh, how how they beat
4: that. It's
0: funny you say that because when we first started and you first started like writing in and the first time we met in person, you and I were talking about this job and and I said, you know, the one thing you're going to learn, it's not just about what you say. It's all about the performance. Even just talking football, you got to have performances. Now I don't know if I want drunken playoff tree back, but, no, that, that that the voice thing that that's that's actually a planned thing, and it's so funny because that used to be one of my my jokes in school. was exactly what you were like, you know, on today's Family Ties, Michael P. Keaton and his family love each other, and on Law and Order, seventy five people are murdered, <laughs> and, and that guy would do it all in one breath. I was all I want I mean, he's probably dead now, but I'd love to meet him because that was awesome. I actually take that as a compliment, so I appreciate that
4: well there you go sir so let's wrap that out with like um 3a division one is going to be pretty good but Malakoff's gonna win i would
0: not be surprised
1: if franklin <laughs> rolls
0: is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire resistant clothing that can keep up well l4fr clothing should be your go-to for quality affordability safety and style Terry Bennett back here on the Malakoff versus Franklin Class 3A Division I State Championship Preview Show and Watch Party. As we're winding things down, we have one more guest, and the reason I'm cutting in now instead of going straight to him is I wanted to talk about this, and if you've listened to the other shows, you know uh, when I was recording these, I always record these type of things I do, like with Matt and grant and this week because he wasn't in studio and coach X is we record it all in one big session and then we chop it up and I use it for the individual games and it works great. It saves time. We can get it done. The problem is is sometimes you have technical issues and you might not know it until you actually start to listen to the show, uh, and start to to edit it out. And that's what happened here. Uh, there was a technical issue, uh don't know what happened but for some reason my mic that i'm talking through wasn't con- wasn't going through the board so you're gonna hear me through our i think one of the web cameras maybe uh I, I think that's the only other place that there was a mic so i'm gonna sound like i'm i'm talking in a you know a tin can you can still hear everything we're talking about but i just wanted you to know uh before we started but here is matt diggs talking Malakoff versus Franklin and just his view on the state championship week. Matt Diggs back here on the sideline to sideline state championship preview. We're starting off talking Toller and Timpson, and we'll be talking all those through this, but before we do all that, Mr. Diggs, first off, how you doing, buddy?
6: Hey, I'm blessed. How you doing, Terry?
0: Uh, it's the, my favorite time of the, the year. Uh, I hate it because it's the end of the season. So like we talked about this last week on the show, You know, it's like a cliff, like I'm going, going, going. And then for me, Saturday morning, I wake up and it's like, oh, I I have nothing else to do now for six months. But other than that, I love this time of year. And it's state championship. And before we get into breaking down the games, just give me your overall, what do you think about this year's championship games? I I think it's a pretty good uh, uh, combination of new teams, old teams, all that. What are your thoughts?
6: I I disagree with you a little bit because, I mean, at at the top of the the bracket, effectively, in the 6A, it's the same old thing. I mean, favorites are probably the favorites yet again. And this is the first year where my fairness bracket has kind of kicked in. I think we kind of see a little bit of a disparity with all the Dallas schools making it that is it truly fair that all of those programs are going to get to sleep in their bed and have just a normal week, uh, a normal preparation, whereas you've got all these other teams coming from around the state to AT&T Stadium uh, who are going to be completely out of their routine. And I think that is a massive intangible for some of the games, especially when you have a team like Summer Creek, uh, who's never been here before, uh, playing a team that's not only been here before, but it's going to get to sleep in their own bed. So this is the first time, Terry, I've really kind of felt, like and is is this situation really fair for all teams involved
0: well yeah i agree with you at the top end and and, you know i've talked to you about it and me and Grant have talked about it uh it's funny i can't get enough of gunner versus canadian but honestly uh duncanville versus north shore i I just don't care anymore um you know i hate to say it but other than coach samples finally winning it last year the best game of it was the first game the hell mary Every one of them since then has just been – and this is also a compliment to the two defenses, but let's just be honest, they've been boring football.
6: Oh yeah. They're, they're, they're very, but because they're so good at it, it's kind of like watching mid tier sec football and you're just like, yeah, this is great. I've seen it. It's nice. And I, I just like to see new teams and, you know, maybe seven, a will finally shake it up to where we get uh, new teams and new classes and and new matchups. But I mean, overall right now, the, the really good teams are shining right now and we're seeing really big point margins. And I think the state championship, for maybe you know nine of the twelve games are likely blowouts. It's going to be the three games that you know we'll really enjoy and that we'll we will really cherish. But again, so many blowouts, and and I think it's just because the teams are the teams this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, in, in there, it was a couple years ago. I think if I remember off the top of my head, last year was solid. But a couple years ago, it was a pretty like I even admitted like midway through the 4As, I was kind of like, all right, I'm done. Like I just, they just weren't exciting games, and that's the one negative, honestly. Also about, I feel like we're being all negative, Nancy. We just talked about how this is our favorite time of the year, but one of the other negatives about when you're in that kind of stadium is even if it's an exciting game, you kind of lose that. You, you at home, and even there, I mean, I've been there. This is I've been there just as many times as I haven't since they started the one place, and that is one of the negatives, man. Even if if Martin Albany go into overtime. It's seven thousand fans and ninety two thousand or hundred thousand seat stadium and you don't get to feel that energy and that 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 pull of that game.
6: Yeah, and, and I think on Saturday we could see some really energetic crowds with people oh, yeah. in South Dallas. So that side will definitely be good. You're right. And and that was your idea, Terry, that you know, really captivated me throughout the season is let's take these small schools and put them to the star. Let's let those games be played at the star and I think you could have some fascinating and a little bit more compactful uh, type of uh, games where you're not expanding this out over four four days. One of the things I'm actually looking f- most forward to is on Wednesday. I'm going to go check out a little six man football action, uh, and as well as the the Wednesday night game. Uh, and and I'm beginning to start to see that the allure of the Wednesday night game is. I think the Wednesday night game has even more prestige than maybe even the Thursday afternoon or the Thursday morning game because you got a night game. You are the main event across the state of Texas, and it's something unique. Wednesday night football doesn't happen often.
0: Yeah, but I, I still feel that because it's not, and this is not a knock on the two 6As, but the, the people that go to see 6A are the hardcores, uh, the, the six-man fans, or this is the first time I've ever seen it and I want to see it. The rest, and I know this from talking to people and stuff, the rest are just like, yeah, I'll start on Thursday. You know, I'll just watch the, uh, I'll watch the first game in my hotel room if they have valleys or if anybody has valleys. But yeah, I'll just start my big, you know, my big, going there every day on Thursday. So I see the point, um, I, but I do think it gets hurt by that. Now, I wonder if, if there's a point that if we're going to keep them in, in Dallas or at one place, and it's going to be Dallas for the most part or Arlington, I, I almost wonder, is there any point do you ever switch up this, the, 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 the rotation? I know you're never going to put a 6A on Wednesday, but why can't, a t- why can't 3A and 4A and 2A switch it up a little bit and they rotate a little bit and let 2A have a, a Friday night or something like that? You got Everybody talks about all the six-man and 2A really want to be there. Okay, so then let's make it fair for them. Right. And,
6: and, I mean, yeah, they flip the D1, D2, and really that only impacts the Thursday night, Friday morning, Friday morning, yep. yeah, that, that. Otherwise, your six A's are Saturday, whether it's at three or seven. So, I, but again, we're talking about fine tweaking a really good system. Yes. Uh, For the most part, it is a very good system. And I think you could do some things better with it. But especially this year, so many Dallas area teams that highlights the the disparity in having to come up here and, and not come up there. I throw a little psychology fact out there. And if you're coming up here, to dr- if you're coming in here to sleep and you're going to stay at a hotel, the first night you ever sleep at a hotel, psychologically, your fight-or-flight mechanism, your parasympathetic nervous system is always on guard because you're in a completely new environment. You don't get good night sleeps the first night. Now, when you're on a vacation, second, third, fourth night, yeah, you, you're fine. But that very first night, you have problems. And a lot of these teams are only coming up for one night if they're coming up at all. And if they're not coming up at all, we're talking about 3 or 4 a.m. wake-up times. That is a massive change to the the anatomy and your routine for getting ready for football.
0: Yeah, I think Franklin's coming up the day of, because I think I saw on their Franklin page that they're having a send-off party at 6.30 a.m., but I I will flip that on you, and I'm I'm not trying to act like it's not a benefit, but I had one coach tell me he would prefer to have his kids in a hotel that he's over than be at their own homes where they might be up all night because they're nervous playing video games or online or watching movies. Because I'd rather at least have a control of I can check and see if they're at least laying down at night. So I, I can see – I see your side of it, and it does look bad because there's just so many DFW area teams. Uh, but, but I do think there's a case to be made that these are kids, and kids bounce back really well. And all the stuff that we gripe about now – Back when we were 14, 15, 16, we wouldn't even pay attention to.
6: All valid points. And, and a coach being able to kind of keep that kind of control over a team is very important. But still, you can be laying down, but it doesn't mean you're getting good rest. One
0: we've got Franklin 15 and O. I I mean 14 and 1 versus Malakoff 15 and 0. Uh, this was a game that people thought might happen. I think still a lot of us felt that you know it would eventually weave its way around to Brock out of the region one versus two. And then, of course, with Region 3, you never knew who would actually come out of it, Matt. But it turned out to be Franklin. But now that this game is here, I don't know. I don't feel like this is going to be the close one possession 50-50 game that I thought it might have been earlier in the year once I saw Malakoff last week.
6: I think what we learned is that Region 2 wasn't as strong as we thought it was. And there's some crazy... Stats out there, you know, I think Region 2 went 11-1 and one in all of the games, except for, you know, and, and this is one of them, but I think Region 2 just as a totality wasn't as strong. I think you agree with that, with me on this, that we came away from that Brock Malikov game thinking Brock was the better team.
0: Yeah, this was the first time, that, and it, 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 again, it's a short history, uh, but this is the first time that I can remember in a playoff game where Brock lost the game, and I felt that they were the better team. Maybe that Pottsboro game a couple years ago, that was kind of the same way, but that was a clean game. This one, and hey, congratulations, you finally know that. Though I, I will say you just kept saying it every week, eventually the odds are, but you Brock, I mean, Brock at the end of the day, that they had that game in hand and they just couldn't, you know, turnovers. And especially that block punt, strip turn up kickoff, that the, the two special team gaps back to back. And I, I talked to Coach Mathis after game, and I said, I know it was really deep in your territory, but did you think about going for it? And he said, yeah, we really did because we felt we were moving the offensive line. He said, but my defense was playing so good. And the thing is, is even with the block punt, Malikov had to kick a field goal. It was the special teams play that did it in for him.
6: Yeah, and, and remember Brock got up ten nothing in that game, yeah. and then Malakoff, uh, basically thirty eight to twenty one for the rest of the game, and most of that was on the back of turnovers and, and special teams plays, and that kind of took the luster for me off of Malakoff going to the state championship because they're going to have to basically generate five more turnovers uh, to be competitive with Franklin, and that might not even be enough because I would have picked Franklin over Brock uh, at their best, and Franklin at their best, uh, just as a close tight. Game now seeing Malakoff, you know, and, and you and I were talking about this off of air. We were expecting Malakoff to be physical and and be big on their defensive line, and yeah, they have a piece or two. But overall, I mean, Brock was the physical team. Brock had the size, and I'm 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 sitting here wondering, like, what is Malikov? How is Malakoff going to create a game plan to beat Franklin? And I know Franklin's got to replace a couple of players, but Franklin is just on all cylinders right now. You and I both called it last week. Uh, a lot of people thought the Edna game might be competitive. It wasn't. It was no. just a. It was just. Franklin taking it to the house. And Franklin, after beating Lorena and beating Lorena as convincingly as they did, avenging that loss in, in district play, just looks to be on another level. So, unless Malakoff is able to generate that level of special teams play and turnover, I think we're going to see a Franklin blowout.
0: Yeah, I, Mike Jones is a special kid, but I, I just don't. Who's that, Terry? Who? Mike Jones? Who? My- What Mike Jones? What am I doing? What's the joke? I don't know the joke. I don't like that. It's
6: a hip hop thing. You can go. Oh,
0: okay. You kids and your rapsical jazz music and stuff. Actually, what I'm talking about, my my hip hop days ended like in 1989. I I I still think Run DMC is hardcore. But anyway,
6: you'll have some YouTube rabbit holes to go down tonight while you're doing some waiting for some videos to render.
0: Please tell me it's not mumble rap. Is it mumble rap?
6: It's it's verbose. Are you a mumble rap guy? I, I'm a country guy at the end of the day. I just have that hip-hop, you know, that that rapper's delight part of me that can—, can- I think that's our age
0: because we felt, like, we felt like, especially if you lived in a small town, you felt like you were doing something wrong if you liked rap, and it, it, it afforded you certain friendships because people were like, oh, crap, you like rap too? And so, yeah, I get you on that. I'm not a country guy, but I get you on that. But anyway, Mike Jones, as good as he is— you know, for all the talk about the great players that can, one, do it and all that, and you and I were just talking about this with a Timpson game, you got to have at least somebody around you that can kind of take the, 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 you know, the pressure off of you. And I just – I don't know. And, and this is – a and I feel – I, I hate doing this, but it feels like we're knocking Malakoff on a Malakoff versus Franklin show, but I'm going back to what I saw last week. And I just was so unimpressed – with what this offense did around Mike Jones. He is special, but he also spent half that game running for his life. If that happens again, it's a blowout. Now, we can go back and say, though, Franklin this year at times has a tendency to give up points, and so I can't see a path where it's it's high scoring for a while, but Malakos going to have to play perfect football.
6: They are, and and one thing I think that I came away impressed by was how technical. And I get very technical about this. I'm very critical about how coaches use timeouts and time management. That's kind of that Madden side. You know, we we might not be able to go out and play football, but we can do some game management. We can learn. These things and like that last minute, how Malakoff ran that uh, and and taking the knee at the one and, and making sure everybody knew their assignments and not let Brock pull them in and then score with like 15 seconds left. I w- I came away really impressed at yeah. Malakoff's coaching job. Um, they had they had to take it, they had to get some advantages, they had to get some things to go their way, but they had a flawless coaching. You know, they they knew what they had and they had a flawless coaching plan. So I think, and I don't know enough about Franklin to say Franklin's going to be outcoached or this or that, but I just know Malakoff is going to bring their coaching game uh, because that was probably, you know, not that, 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 not that he outcoached Coach Mathis by any means, but he had, you know, he was making smart plays at smart times, and, and they had, they saw some things in the game tape with uh, with, with stripping and, and the special teams play that they really took advantage of all of Brock's weaknesses.
0: All right, so give me a score.
6: I think you're going to have uh, Franklin 42, uh, Malakoff 21.
0: All right, I'm going to go – oh, that's a good one. You know what, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that too. I, that feels right. I kind of do feel that Malakoff is good enough to be close early, and then you kind of get that – in fact, even though that was higher scoring, kind of like the Franklin-Gunner game we keep going to, where Franklin jumped out by two scores, and then Gunner got it going, but they could never make that one stop to get it into that one score game to where they had a chance. And, and I think we'll tell it like 42-28 or 49-35. I think it's 49-35, Yeah. That's a good one there
2: too. I was like, football. It's something that is a Texas favorite. Often, it's prioritized above so much in our culture here in Texas. Coach Jake Johnson. He's the head football coach for the Millsap, Texas high school football team. He's actually quite an imposing figure. Run it, run it. But no, cancer didn't care. It didn't care that he was a big, strong guy. It didn't care that he has a wife and kids. It didn't care that he was somebody's son. Cancer didn't care that he is a coach trying to help his football players become young men. go, 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 go. Cancer didn't even care about his faith. When he received his diagnosis a little over a year ago, his wife and kids surrounded him in love and support. His parents immediately got in the car from Georgia and drove out to be with him and his family. His in-laws also came to help out around the house as well. Surrounded by help, love, and support, instead of fear and worry, Coach Johnson chose to move forward, walking in and relying on his faith.
3: I don't know how good of a job I did, but I can tell you this. It certainly allowed me to speak truth into them that their value is not in winning a football.
0: Here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. So like and subscribe and check us out. All right. That is going to do it for this Malakoff versus Franklin State Championship preview show. If you're in the lobby for the live, we're going to carry right over into the live broadcast, the watch party. Now, we cannot show the game. That's been asked a few times. Uh, that's not possible. Uh, what I do, though, is I put up the official UIL stat program, and we can kind of follow that. We are a little bit behind, usually, on the broadcast. We were last night for the first game, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to be through the thing but we just get together and we just sat in there and we watched the game we had a couple thousand people at times watching it with us we had some questions now i will admit when we're doing this live thing we're doing it out all over facebook youtube uh twitter twitch and so sometimes i kind of get lost where the questions are coming from so i do apologize brett lee Uh, was in there last night helping out a little bit. And if you're in there, if you're in the YouTube channel or if you're on the Facebook and you're asking questions or you're seeing other people ask questions, just answer them if you can. Uh, Eventually, we'll get used to doing this again. This has been year one. And and what a great year it's been here uh, in 2023 here at L4 Media. If you saw that promo beyond the sport, that is Tish Lee's new show where she talks with players and coaches of all sports about their walk in, in, in faith and how they, you know, balance their faith with how their sports and, and all that stuff. And then the, the the promo though, it's a little different. That's a, a documentary about coach Jake Johnson, a Millsap and his battle with cancer and how he's kept coaching through that and how faith and family have helped him get through these tough times. So be checking that out on our YouTube channel at L 4 media company. And again, I hope everybody's going to be joining us here in a few minutes in the live watch party. This is going to be a great one. Malakoff versus Franklin. And you can tell it's a great one because if you listen to me, when I'm talking to the guys, I kind of have a different answer each way. I do think Franklin wins. I now feel it will be closer than I did. When I talked to Matt, I talked to Matt first. I talked to him on Monday. uh, And then I talked with coach X and then I talked with grant and then talking with the two coaches and then talking with a couple of other coaches that have played the two teams. Uh, And so I still think Franklin wins the game, but I do think it's going to be a great one. And, uh, Hopefully, it it just continues the trend of great 3A state championship games. Also, the Gunner versus Tidehaven game that'll be coming up tonight. We'll have the same thing we're doing here. I'm about to, as soon as I get through with this, start putting that together. Ain't no uh, sleep for the weary here, but boy, I sure do love this. And I love that everybody's been joining us this year as we made the transition over to uh, this uh, new venture. And we are having a blast doing it. Again, you can find us on Facebook, Sideline to Sideline, on Twitter, at Grant and Terry. You can also email us, S2S, I'm sorry, Grant and Terry at S2Sport.com. You can find our podcast at S2S Grant and Terry. Hope you have a Merry Christmas. And until next time, I'm Terry Bennett. This has been the Sideline to Sideline State Championship Preview Show, Malakoff versus Franklin, right here on L4 Media, brought to you by SI Design and Printing.